If I were to tell you that you are moving out of state, would this push you outside of your comfort zone? What about if a dietitian were to show up at your door and you didn't have time to quickly restock your kitchen with healthier options? Would this push you outside of your comfort zone? What if a professional organizer showed up and you instantly realized, uh, maybe I should have done a little more cleaning or decluttering before they arrived? Whew, comfort zone, anyone? With a big move on my family's horizon, let's just say that comfort zones are getting pushed all over the place. If you would like to be a fly on the wall and listen in on wisdom and strength from a beautiful friend that has been there, done that, and now providing advice through this crazy time, stay tuned. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to Episode 47, Living Outside of Your Comfort Zone. A blessing that has come from prepping to move out of state is this, I keep calling it this, this hyper-focus to what is really important and how I want to be spending my time. So visiting with friends has obviously taken a huge role of importance, and it was a coffee date with a friend that brought this whole episode to fruition. I was sitting with one of my friends, Stephanie, who moved from Long Island, New York to Cincinnati. (laughs) As you can imagine, this was quite the move. And we were laughing because she was saying how she had to like grab the map and go, oh, I'm sorry, where is Cincinnati again? And that was my reaction to Fayetteville, Arkansas, was hang on, we have this puzzle map that's sitting on our coffee table. And I had to run and grab that like, okay, hang on, let me see, where are we? So then just the whole concept too that she's already had it where the dust settles from the move and you have these moments of holy cow I'm really doing this and I know that's going to happen for me about six months in once all the craziness goes away Ah, the more we got to talking about moving and how she still is fitting in her own priorities that's where I was really curious you know um, her comfort zones that were getting pushed what which of her priorities was getting kind of juggled around. And as we were talking about this, we knew that this could really be benefiting others and it would make a great podcast because I don't care if it's a big move or whatever other crazy life event you have in your future or maybe currently that we're all affected by these and it does pop up barriers to accomplishing things that we'd like to be focused on to habits that we've maybe started in the past and we want to make sure continue. So let me give you some examples here just to make it make sense but like one of the things I was asking was cooking for her you know as you're going through and saying your life's kind of disrupted your time has dwindled to be in the kitchen or maybe boxes are sitting out in the kitchen and you can't find stuff like what did she do in that situation or fitting in workouts when again time can be a really hard thing to find in the day 
I loved her response. Her response was, you know, I kept my habits a priority because I had little eyeballs watching. And six to be exact. She has three kids that were watching her go through what could be a a really stressful time. And she wanted them to see how her habits could still take priority even through something like this. And I, at this point, just really want to point out the whole thought of like long-term impact versus short-term decisions. We could all in this instance throw up our hands and say, forget the workouts and let's just go out to eat again. Because in the moment, it makes things easy, easier. It simplifies. But long-term, long-term, there it's role modeling going on through this. And wouldn't we all like to see our kids call it, whether it's when they're going off to college or watching them handle a more stressful time, maybe having babies later on in life, whatever that's going to look like, that they have something to kind of pull back on and know that they watch their parents go through and, and what priorities did get to stay. And again, it's not that we're doing any of this perfectly. It's not that every day is perfect. Like we will have days and she had days where a work didn't happen and that they did choose to go out to eat and I and we're doing that too you know but not every day and especially not every day until the move is over the kids get settled life feels normal again because gosh this can be months to years that we could be throwing up our hands saying I'll worry about it later right so I can't wait I cannot wait to introduce you to Stephanie we are going to cover all sorts of topics today Stephanie was a school teacher prior to moving she also was a fitness instructor and I love how all of her experience has prepped her for just this complete understanding that we have to do life our own way there is not a one-size-fits-all model whether that's in teaching when she was a teacher with her own kiddos there or holding a group fitness class or raising our own children. Nope, we get to learn what works for us and stay open to the fact that our journey will look different than somebody else's, their path. At one moment in the interview when Stephanie was describing how students had different learning needs and and I was thinking about this, like, so do adults, really, right? And Stephanie had brought that up with adults have it even within the same fitness class that she was teaching. Some would walk in, and that was their first introduction to a fitness class, where others were maybe cross-training for a marathon that was coming up, and that she would provide modifications that could work for everybody. Can I just tell you, we need this in life. If you hear nothing else from this interview, hear the point that says, do you. Why is it okay for kids to need different learning styles? And that adults, we think that we should all be capable of doing the same thing. You know, something like, my neighbor's out training for a marathon. I'm a failure because I'm not. Or my friend rocked out a fitness challenge and lost tons of weight. Why can't I stick to that program? You want to know why? Because you might not like it. It might not flow in your life like it flowed in their life. Oh boy, I can feel myself jumping on my soapbox. All right, I better get straight to the interview so you can hear Stephanie and how she beautifully walks us through her journey and tips on how we can create an easier path of our own. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Lindsay. Thanks for having me over today. Thanks for allowing me to do this. Yeah, we both threw our kids on the bus. Yeah. It was like scramble. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> so now we could breathe. Exactly. And talk. We both showed up with coffee. Stuff we're ready. Of course. Right. 
<laughs> or the third cup or whatever yeah. we're in today. Yeah. Um, can you let our listeners know a little bit about you, just so as we continue to talk, they kind of know where you're coming from in life? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm a certified teacher, taught kindergarten through third grade, regular ed, and special ed, and loved doing that. Yeah. And when we moved to Cincinnati from New Jersey about three years ago, I decided I would be a full-time stay-at-home mom and help my kids adjust, yeah. help my husband adjust, but me have some time to adjust total shift in life total shift and it's been incredible and scary yes. and crazy all at the same time lots of emotions all wrapped up yeah <laughs> absolutely i have three kids a freshman in high school a seventh grader and a preschooler so my life is kind of all over the place and i do not enjoy cooking <laughs> and I struggle in the kitchen okay which is how you and I met I was we talking there yeah, yeah I was talking to a friend and I was voicing these concerns and she said my neighbor is a certified um, nutritionist and a life coach and I think that she would be fantastic for you and and here we here are here we are yeah, two like years two years later, later. <laughs> which I love that part this yes. is my favorite part of my job is that yeah. friendships develop out of it absolutely yes. absolutely and I find that with the crazy life that I have I have to make nutrition and fitness and health a priority mm -hmm. for myself mm -hmm. but also as a model for my family right so. well and you with the spacing of your kiddos ages do you find that that brings its own difficulties? You're trying to feed a toddler as well as a, a high schooler. Yes. Right. I mean, yes. that's a big span. Yes. And both of those children are extremely picky eaters. Okay. So um, they have brought their own challenges into my kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, my high schooler now has to pick a meal a week that he is going to try to cook or that he will at least try if I cook. Yes. Um, we're trying to expand his palate and my preschooler, we're in occupational therapy yeah. and we are learning about food exploration and trying different foods. So oh, right. It's been hard. Crazy. Yes. My, my middle schooler eats anything. She's, <laughs> of course, she's well, a saving grace. I, I was going to say, we're only given what we can handle, right? Right. So. right. Exactly. <laughs> she's your, here's your easy spot. Exactly. Um, did it help when you brought your high schooler into the picture on cooking a little bit more? Does that help him taste more or? Yes. It has. Yes. Okay. And is that such a tricky thing to like find time to bring him into the kitchen? Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. Well, he's 14, so he doesn't want to spend time with me. Right. And this is like the phase of life that all teenagers are in. Yeah. Um, but also, just like me, cooking is not his thing. Sure. He just has zero interest in it. Yeah. So, so you got to just gently keep it in exactly. there somewhere. Yes. Exactly. We have cookbooks laying out with little post-it notes on the mm. pages and... You just have them yeah. flip through it and kind of pick things that look visually stimulating. Exactly. Or, okay. Exactly. Or ingredients that he's not offended by trying. I like it's that. It's more the ingredients than even the visual. Mm, from I him. really like that. Yeah. Yes. Um, I always keep thinking I want to pull my kids. I'm like, well, Pinterest will bring it. And I never get my computer. I, you know, like it's the setup. I have a barrier in there. And I love that you just have your cookbooks laying around. Yeah. That's smart. Because yep. they do flip through things like through at breakfast or whatever. Yes. Yeah, smart. I yes. like it. Thank you. That's my takeaway today. Sure. Great. <laughs> um, and before we go on again, like let's, you have a fitness background. I kind of just want to make sure everybody knows you. Yes. Um, tell us your fitness background. I've worked out my whole life. Um, but I always worked out like a guy. 
because my husband, my boyfriend at the time in uh-huh. high school, who's now my husband, Aww. was a football player. So I would go to the gym with him and his buddies and I would run on the treadmill and I would lift and I would do like kind of what they did. Yeah. And I never really found fitness for myself, although I loved that. And I still love lifting. That's still my favorite yes. way to work out. Um, but when Samantha was in kindergarten and I had my two older ones in school full time, mm-hmm. I found this um, fitness program called Max Fitness in New Jersey. And it was the first program that I ever was a part of that incorporated fitness and nutrition. And they preached, this is not a diet, this is a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and it was a wonderful program for me. So it was yeah. a 10-week program. I did it for 10 weeks. I was compliant with my food and yeah. my fitness. And I saw amazing, drastic results. results. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to think about more than just the going to the gym and working out, but that being healthy is a full package and the sure. nutrition really has to be there. Be, be there. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided I would get my small group fitness certification and my um, nutrition, sports nutrition certification. Yeah. And I did a lot of stuff online and I started teaching yeah. and I loved it. Um, a, because of my teaching background. Right. I just love, it just was natural I just for you. love it. Mm-hmm. But you know, we, t- we have all of these lessons that we learn in the classroom with students about they are on their journey and developmentally they'll get there when they can. And that people need different students, you know, little kids need different things and they thrive in different environments. Yes. And as a teacher, you have to give that in 24 different ways to your 24 yes. students. But we lose track of that as adults. Oh, I just got chills all with you the talking. time. Why we lose we never track talked of about that this as before? Adults. Yes. adults are on their own journey, right? Totally. So when I started teaching fitness classes, I would have my class yes. planned out on my little note cards and, you know, <laughs> carried over. Exactly. My little timer in my hand. Right. And then underneath that and above that, I would have different modifications. So anybody who wanted to take my class can take my class. Yes. I had four different ways you can do a push up. I, five different ways you can do a plank. I had, you know, just all of this stuff, but you can, you can start at any time. And I had people in my class who never took a fitness class and they were retired and they were 65 years Mm -hmm. old, wanted to do something for themselves for the first time in their life. And Mm -hmm. then I had people who were running marathons. Right. And I, and I could teach it all. And, and that's what I loved about it. I just loved helping people along on their journey. Well, first of all, that's talented. I do think your background in that was super helpful, (laughs) but I also think it just shows like we should enjoy and trust our instructor. If you are walking into a class and you are not getting that feeling from them, we should not stay there, right? Absolutely. Find a new one. Absolutely. And just like finding a life coach, a nutritionist, a therapist, a Mm -hmm. fitness instructor, all of that it's not always going to click on the first time. You right. need to be willing to say, this isn't working for me. Right. And let me go find something else. Learn from it. Take right. something and walk away if you need to. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And I always talk about fitness personalities. And this is where you are hitting that with little kids as well. Like, I don't care what it is. A fitness personality, a nutrition personality. We all have our own things where things flow natural. Right. And then as a teacher, I feel like you were able to help them figure out a learning style or whatnot. Like what age do you think we stop having that expectation on ourselves that we just might need a tweak or a change for it to fit us? And we get in this mentality that like it works for them. It should work for me. You know, like when do we lose that? I think we lose it. Honestly, middle school, high school. Yeah. I just, I see it in my kids, you know, they like... And then my children have very different learning styles. Mm. But I just think it's important that we all just sit back and 
take a look at ourselves and say, this is what we need right now. Right. I remember I was walking with a client one time and she was a librarian, but an ex-teacher too. And I was saying, oh, I was just not a chemistry person. I cried after every chemistry testing class. And she's like, I cannot stand when people say I'm not a, I'm not a chemistry person or a math person. She goes, and they just didn't learn it your way. Exactly. Exactly. And listen, we all have tendencies. You know, I am a much stronger student in English and literature than I am in science and math, right? Like that's just the way, that's what I enjoy. That's where my brain goes. And it's okay to have strengths and weaknesses, but it is not okay to let yourself be in a situation where you're not comfortable. Yeah, And it's okay to... To seek out a different style that fits you. Absolutely. And I think that even as you're going, I don't love being in the kitchen. And then it's like, well, maybe if you didn't have two picky eaters in it, we could get a flow and something making that feel easier. The kitchen would become more fun again. Exactly. And I think one of the things that I learned from you was that I don't have to be on Pinterest picking out the most elaborate recipes mm-hmm. that are going to take me three hours to prepare. That if we come up with our little recipe box right, that like has, down. you know, our 10 favorite recipes that we know our family will eat for the most part, right. you know, enough <laughs> and that we're comfortable with. And then yeah. of course you can incorporate different things as you feel like you want to try, right. but you're not feeling that stress every single meal. Yes. And that was very helpful. When you have to feed people all day, every day. Right. I know it's exhausting. It it is. It is exhausting. (laughs) So I'm starting to tell you this story and I'm going to repeat it again to our listeners. But because I was complimenting Stephanie on pulling me. And I think when she pulled me and I'm in her house, I'm in your kitchen. We're like having this consult in a very private area that you would not have to expose to other people. And through this move, I was offered a professional organizer. And even when I was talking to the person on the phone who sets up your, your schedule, your time, she was like, would you like this service? And in my head, I was like, would I? Like, of course I'd love a professional organizer. Or, you know, like, right. but and then I'm like, how much is it? <laughs> Wait a minute. I don't mean to sound cheap, but like, is this going to, and she's like, no, no, it's part of your package. And so then I was like, well, again, why is, why is it worded? Would I like, of course. And why wouldn't everybody? And it wasn't until her name was Annette showed up at my door. Exactly what I did to you. Like show up at your door where I was like, holy cow, somebody's going to see all of my mess. Right. Uh, like, and I, when I say mess, I feel like we could transfer it over into when people think of like their head mess or their fitness mess or, yes. the, you know, or their food mess or mine happens to be a mess mess, but I got full understanding of how hard it would be yes. to like open the door and let somebody truly help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're letting somebody into your insecurities in your head, into your insecurities about your body, into your insecurities about your home, whatever it is. Right. And it is a very big step to take. And don't you feel like we have this like immediate, I should do this better. Like why am I, I should not need help. Absolutely. But I also think that we live in this Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever world where all you see is a that snapshot of that perfect life that everybody else has. Mm-hmm. And I think that we need to step away from that, right. you know, because believe me, there are other people that are yelling at their kids. There are other people that are ordering <laughs> McDonald's yes. on DoorDash because they yes. just cannot think about dinner that night. <laughs> right. There are other people that skip their workout in the morning yeah. because the baby was up all night crying or, you know, there are other people that live in our chaos. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to recognize that it's Mm -hmm. real and that we should not 
do it alone. Cover it up. I know. We just shouldn't do it alone. You right. know, find those find those two people in your life that support you. And you can have 50 friends. But right. that and they all fill a different hole. Right. And they all help you survive along the way. You know, your work friends and your workout friends mm-hmm. and you know whatever. But there are those two, you know, friends you go out with just to have a good time and mm-hmm. laugh. But there are those Two, if right. you're lucky, people right. in your life that are your true friends. Yeah. That you could have that mental breakdown too. Right. Or, or say, I just can't get it together tonight, and they'll drop dinner off at your doorstep right. or And make whatever. life happen. Right. Yes. Exactly. And that's where I also feel like if we think professional there too, it's nice because there's the like, they're not going to walk out the door and talk about you. Right. Right. There's no judgment. There's no judgment. But I think yes. we think there is. But especially like in health and fitness world, there's a lovely thing called HIPAA where like yes. we are sworn into it's privacy when we're with each other. Absolutely. What, what gets said stays, you know. Absolutely. That, yeah. So, oh gosh, you mentioned so many things in that hole. But <laughs> I, I, so bottom line, trust is one of the big things we're talking about. Like uh, yep. you have to be the person to invite those trusted people into your chaos or whatever. Absolutely. Right. It doesn't need to be the whole world. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then, oh, I know what I was going to say is that within these experiences, whether you hiring me and with nutrition kitchen help and, and me with this professional organizer, it's good to like, if I would have known I would have had that feeling, I would have, we were laughing about this earlier, started decluttering before she came. Right. Right. Or, or organizing before she came in. It, it was actually super helpful for her to see my original mess because then she could actually help with what I struggle with on a day-to-day basis. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that, um, that's important no matter where you end up. You just have to trust that that person is not going to judge you mm-hmm. and that they will help you and they need to see the true you. Right. So if not, then how is the help ever going to Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So one of the things you and I were talking about with coffee the other day, this was awesome. This is awesome part about moving is that I feel like we haven't seen each other for a little bit. Right. And I was like, oh, it's so good to see you. (laughs) So good. Um, I'm going to miss you so much. you too. (laughs) And Stephanie's the expert. She has lived through the move where I am, I'm learning. Can you just let us know, like moving brought up a whole slew of where we were like, whoo, this brings people outside of their comfort zone as well as their priority list shift. Yes. Can you talk on that a little bit? Sure. Um, so you have to continue to make the things that are important your priority. Mm-hmm. So for me, health and fitness and nutrition were super important. And when I moved here, I didn't have going to my mom's house for dinner or, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was in charge of all of that for the first time. And that's when I said, I need some help and support with this. But I think that, um, making all of that a priority for me was important, not just because I want to be healthy and vanity. I want to look good and it absolutely helps with your stress levels and your stress levels for any move, whether it's down the block or halfway across the country, it's high. Um, and I think that for me, I just wanted to make sure that my family saw that that was still a priority. Mm, I love so that. that was like, you know, you can always, as moms, we always put ourselves on the back burner, right? right? It's right. always about what they need first or what they, um, require of you, especially when you have teenagers and preschoolers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, because <laughs> yeah, what they require and need are 
wildly different, yes. you know? Oh. Um, and I felt like I needed to do it for them mm-hmm. so that they saw that life can still, like they always saw me as a mom who worked out and stayed healthy and taught fitness classes and did all of these things. And if I let that go, mm-hmm. then they would be lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, you role know. modeling. Right. So I needed to be that role model for them. Yes. And I think that that's super important. Just don't lose yourself in the move. Right. And there will be stressful days and stressful moments and days where you're happy because you met a new friend and you were able to go for coffee and you got out of the house and you did a podcast virtually. Mm -hmm. But then there will also be those days where you sit home and you say, I want to get out of the house and I don't have anybody to call for coffee. Like, what am I doing here? You know? (laughs) In Arkansas. Right. Right. Or for me in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I didn't even know where it was on the map, you know? Um, But I think that just knowing who you are is important. And that has always been a part of my life. So I just couldn't let it go. Oh, and it's so important. I'm picturing like your son going off to college in these next four years, you know? They're, that's the same. He's going to go through these same things work you've been through. I'm going through. Right. And like you said, the role modeling will be there. Absolutely. And, and they might not do it perfect right away, but they'll know what to come back to. That's right. You know, yes. like he might eat some fast food when he first gets there oh. or he might, but Without he a doubt. will come back to what mom did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping. He will. You know, we all had our freshman 15, right? I think that's part of that process. Right. If you go away and you have this freedom to eat food at two o'clock in the morning yes. or to eat your entire bowl of Halloween candy because nobody's there telling Watching. you right. not to. Um, but hopefully what we've ingrained just by modeling and by doing. Right. They will. They circle around. Exactly. Yes. And I think what's interesting with that is like, they realize I don't like how I'm feeling. Like it's fun, but at the end of the day, I'm more tired. Like they're just able to understand what feeling good felt like. Yes. To know what to come back to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So with your move, like socially, obviously there was times that like go through every kind of barrier for you. Um, Because again, you made it happen. And maybe this is a good time to talk about this too. You struggle with some pain, some chronic pain in your life. Yes. So tell tell us about that. So um, when we moved here, uh, for any move, obviously you are... So there's that social aspect, right? Mm-hmm. There's also um, the religious aspect. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to worship and what does that look like for you? Um, and then there's also those little things, right? Like your nail, where are you getting your nails done yeah. and who's going to color your hair? <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. And then there are the doctors, right? Yeah. So you have to find pediatricians for your children. You need to find doctors for yourself. And, um, there's a very strong family history in my family of all different types of arthritis, but rheumatoid arthritis for one. And I was being treated by a doctor in New Jersey. And when I came here, I could not find a rheumatologist that would treat me because I didn't have the markers in my blood, Hmm. which my mom didn't have the markers in her blood forever. I mean, she had surgery on her hand for osteoarthritis. I mean, it was bad Mm -hmm. and she didn't have markers markers. in her blood Mm -hmm. until after that, that surgery actually. So, um, it was hard for me because I felt like, well, do I have arthritis? Do I not have arthritis? Mm -hmm. What am I really struggling with? Um, had some MRIs. There was definitely degeneration in the tissues in my shoulder. 
um, and in my knee. So I know what you're kind of, I know what I'm kind of dealing with, but it just looks different here. Mm -hmm. And as a result, and I turned 40 once we moved here. So life changes after 40. Throwing everything at you in the same, (laughs) holy cow. Right, within three years, right? Life changes after 40 for sure. Your metabolism slows down. Like there are definitely truths to those things. Um, And my fitness routine had to change as a result of it. I had to add more yoga, more stretching. Because of pain. Like because because it really helped. Yes. Because of pain. So when your metabolism slows down and you're gaining a little bit of weight from the stress of the move and Mm -hmm. you really want to like kick your cardio and your lifting into high gear and then you can't sleep because you're woken up in the middle of the night from pain. Yes. You say, okay, there has to be a balance here. Right. Um, And I had to change my fitness routine for sure. Yeah. So adding more yoga, adding more stretching, doing the physical therapy exercises that I was told to do instead of just going once a week. (laughs) Right. You know, but this plays with your brain too, because you're saying, I totally hear you. You want to go a little more hardcore. You know, your body's going to benefit off the not hardcore. Right. So then it comes down to food, right? You're like, so, and that to me was the big key. And that's why um, about nine months after I moved here, mm-hmm. I decided to seek help from you because the nutrition had to play a much bigger role than it ever did before. Mm-hmm. Which is frustrating though, right? right? I think that we all get to that point at some point that I cannot out-exercise my food habits. Right. But I want to. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's more fun to me. I'd yep. so much rather work out yep. than work on food. I actually just saw a meme when I was scrolling through my screenshots, yeah. and it said, um, I wish I loved exercise as much as I loved food and wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so and true. it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> That's That sums up my life right there. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, okay. So you're dealing with a little pain. You're trying to keep weight under control. This And so barriers are real. Barriers are real. But I give you huge props. You really like made it all happen. Maybe not perfectly in your own head, but at the end of the day, I feel like you're still going and there's still like a maintenance with you going versus this like fell off and now need to jump back on. Right. And I think what you just said is so important because we do get in our own heads, right? Mm-hmm. We say, for example, I need to have all of my meals planned out by Sunday night so I can go food shopping on Monday morning and I, you know, and then I'll know exactly what I'm cooking. And yesterday was just a crazy day just and I'm happen. sitting here with you on Monday morning and I have yet to plan my meals for the week, mm-hmm. but it'll happen, yeah. you know, and I think just getting out of your own head is so important because it's okay to mess up right it is and it's expected because yeah. nobody I tell this to my son all the time nobody is perfect we just want you to try your best right and be the best that you can be and um I think that that is extremely important to know that you know you might log everything in my fitness pal perfectly one day and you might be three calories under your right. your goal and you're like right there and you had your 25% oh. protein and your 25% fat <laughs> and your 50 and it's like perfect and yeah. then the next day it's like four o'clock you haven't logged anything you've eaten four granola bars because right. that's all you can fit in and like and and it's okay right like it it'll ebb and flow and it'll come just don't lose sight of what your goals are and why you set those goals. Right. So I'm hearing this is, would be like teacher advice as well as mom advice from you, right? Absolutely. When you turn the own ad, your own advice back on yourself, how do you handle that? Like, do you take your own advice? No. Well, 
Because uh, I'm not, honestly, I'm not like honestly, pulling you. No. I'm saying we're all so guilty of this. Yes. That because I love that you are a teacher and like I'm preaching something every day too. And then you flip it. Right. And it's like, wait, why am I not taking my own? Right. I think you are more than you think you are. But like you're in your own head again. Right. And you can and hear yourself being harder on yourself. Absolutely. Even just preparing for this conversation that we were going to have today mm-hmm. and talking about making health and fitness and nutrition a priority. Right. There were days where that just doesn't happen for me. Yeah. But I think overall. You're real. You're human. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think overall. Yeah. I, it paints a very nice picture. And sometimes it, you have to get out of your own head and take a step back and say, I did the best I could. Right. And yes. and I know where my head needs to be. And even though it wasn't there today, I will. I'll get back get there. Get it back. Right. And do you find that even saying it out loud again today already resets a bar for you? Absolutely. And that's where I just want to point that out, listeners, that like talking it out loud again with that trusted source makes a huge difference. Absolutely. But, and, and again, pick your people wisely. Like sometimes it's not a spouse. Sometimes it's not a sister or, you know, like. Exactly. And it's not because they don't mean well. It's just because. Right. Because you need to get support from the people who have the same or similar aligned goals with you. Right. Because otherwise they'll say, well, you're crazy. What's the difference if you eat the second piece of birthday cake or go ahead and, and eat you know, chips when you're feeling it, because if your body's craving it, you need it. I used to get that all the time. If your body's craving it, you need it. it. Well, maybe, maybe I do need that sometimes, but I don't need to eat a bag of chips sitting on the couch every night. You know, I'm laughing because I would have taken this a different direction. Like, I feel like my husband's advice would be like somebody close in my life would be like, just fit in the workout. Hmm. Just make it happen. So I know you're busy right now, but make it on top of the priority when my head isn't there today, you know? Exactly. And my husband, um, gets up at four 30 every single morning Mm -hmm. and works out. Mm -hmm. He, he works out six to seven days a week. Even if his seventh day is a yoga stretching semi rest day, he never just doesn't work out. (laughs) Right. That's sometimes a very hard bar to follow, to follow. Um, but he never like puts any pressure or stress on me to work out. And sometimes I'm, I yell at him and I'm like, if, you should have gotten me up this morning. And he's right. like, but you look so peaceful in bed. <laughs> he can't ever right. win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that sometimes it's almost better yes. depending on your oh my personal goodness, relationship, do but not to put not put them. that on them because yes. it's not, I need to set my own alarm if I want to get up in the morning yes. and I'm a big girl. And I love that you just said that. You know? Yes. So, yes. and if I go down there and he's working out and I want to join in, Great. The more the merrier. Right. You always know but, he'll be there. Exactly. Because he's consistent with it. And that comes easy to him for whatever reason. Exactly. It fits in his wheelhouse. Right. But, and most times it does yours too. But again, like, I'm, I guess I'm talking this more out loud for the listeners again, just that no expectations of perfection every day. And Right. And I think that we, if you throw those expectations out the window, you will be much happier mm-hmm. and you'll feel safer to set a goal. Because right. sometimes it's hard to set a goal because you don't think you're going to reach it. Right. But if you just take one tiny little step. Right. That's all that you need to do. You don't need to reach a goal in a week. Right. You don't need to have a perfect week in order to have taken a small step toward reaching that goal. Oh, so Which, again, let's go back to you with, you know, feeding kids and picky eaters or being in um, OT. What am I? Right? Yep. Yeah. 
for, for eating. Cause I think that that sets a perfect picture too. Like, how are you doing with that? That I, you probably have to take that day by day and have like maybe one win a week. Right. Absolutely. Not a day. Absolutely. And it's, and I pretty much don't even put my preschooler into that picture because, okay. um, like I said, we're in therapy for his, his feeding. Mm-hmm. He is very hard, mm-hmm. but so, so if my goal is that I want to have four meals a week that all five people in my family will sit down and eat, right? that could be a long-term goal for me. And it's great to have that out there. Yes. But for right now, if I have two meals a week that my family of four will sit down to eat and that my little guy will at least put on his plate and explore. Yes. Even that's, if that's a like win. touching it, right? It doesn't it, even have to go in his mouth. He has, no, it doesn't. He has a whole chart. He has to look at it. He has to smell it. He has to touch yes. it. He, if he wants to put it to his lip, but it's funny because he'll tell his teacher, I'm in OT. I am exploring <laughs> new foods, but I right. don't have to eat them. If you ask him about it, yeah. he will say, but I don't have to eat them. But I don't have to eat that look food. Look at that trust coming from this little guy. Right. That's why he's willing to explore it. Because if he even thought there was a chance you were going to shove it in his mouth. Right. He's not going to even He's not even it. going to explore it. Right. So to me, although my long-term goal is out there mm-hmm. where my family of five will sit down and yes. eat a meal, my short-term goal is he puts it on his plate. Right. He is sitting with us. And win. Right? It's a win. It's a win. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really important to have like a way out there goal in the back of your mind. Right. But you're a little... Yeah, day to day, week to week, however you want to Short look term, at it. Short term, long term. Right. Going to look very different than that. Right. Because I think people think they need to win every day. No. Right. No. Exactly. No. <laughs> and it is okay to do cereal with milk in the morning for breakfast. Yes. And it is okay if, you know, my high schooler says, Mom, I am I'm not gonna do that today. I had a rough day. I have a lot of homework. I have things going on. Mm-hmm. And he eats a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner. Right. Right. You know what? There's worse things it's in the world balanced. that he could have eaten. Oh my goodness. It's whole wheat bread. It's oh. reduced fat peanut butter and it's sugar It's jelly. out of your it own is. kitchen. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's where is. we get really caught up as a society that like once we decide to be healthy, now it's all healthy. Right. Like now it's the plate looks balanced. There's a fruit, there's a vegetable versus. Right. I love your mentality that you just went. If we can ask ourselves, is it better than whatever option it could have been? And the answer is a yes. Again, check. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And you're really, it sounds like you're really good about doing that or getting right. better or am, learning yes. a work in process Absolutely. or whatever. But Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any other helpful hints or like if you could wrap your mo- your arms around other moms who are struggling with the same or dads who are struggling with those picky eaters or like what's some of your advice? Just hang in there. You know, like where do you go? I, I would say just hang in there that, um, I actually read this thing one time that no doesn't mean that you stop trying. It just means that there's a next opportunity Mm. for the N and the O. So that's something that's really important. You know, that for you as a a mom, as a dad, as a caregiver, whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, that not every moment and interaction that you have with your kids is going to be perfect, but there's always a next opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same with food, that Mm -hmm. if you try something one night and it doesn't work, that's okay. Right. There's another time for you to try it. Right. So. Oh, it's so hard though. Like with what you just said comes somebody just spent time and effort in the kitchen. Right. And then food waste. Right. right? And for somebody like me who that time and effort is 
probably multiplied because I don't enjoy don't love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I get annoyed. Yeah. Like then I get frustrated yeah. that like, uh, you know, I, first of all, I took the time to go food shopping right? or even if I Instacarted it and it got delivered, it doesn't matter. Like yeah, I put that time. energy and effort in. It's money. I, it's money. It's all that stuff. And yes. I could have just ordered a pizza and done with it. Right. But you know what? They were exposed. They were. And they... And they learn that, again, that is a priority in our household and we're just going to keep on going. Yes. And I learned something from it, hopefully. If there's a reason why he wouldn't try it, right? hopefully I learned from that and either we work on it so that he's willing to try it another time mm-hmm. and I prepare. Or if it's something that he really just doesn't like, I know not to use that ingredient right. again. Oh, can we set listeners' goals around this? Sure. Okay, because you nailed it. So your homework is start to write down like other things that you can take from what we're currently calling failed situations Mm -hmm. and find the positives out of them. Yeah. Right. So like, I think your dinner example is perfect. If a family member's not eating it, what did we learn from it? Right. And if we took that time in the kitchen, could I be actually giving myself credit for role modeling? Absolutely. Okay. And like, I would think that we'd have to section that out on topics. So like meals would be one thing. Mm-hmm. Workouts could be the next. Absolutely. That maybe we didn't last as long as we wanted to, but what's a positive we could take away from it? Yeah. And actually, um, I wrote two more things down for positive thinking. Good, I think go. that it's really yeah. important to reframe your thoughts sometimes. Yes. So um, one of the other ones is if you fail... Never give up because fail means first attempt in learning. Ooh, love it. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. And the other one is no matter how slow you go, you are still lapping everybody on the couch. Yes. Yes. percent. So if, you know, somebody's, your neighbor says, oh, you want to go for a run? And you say, I, I really can't run. I'm mm-hmm. not up to that yet, but I would love to go for a walk. Right. You know, just getting out of the house and doing something or we just got a Peloton bike yes. in relation to my arthritis because it's just a lower impact workout right. and they have the leaderboard like mm-hmm. on the side mm-hmm. of the bike mm-hmm. and I'll be like 9,500 out of like 10,500 <laughs> and I'm like oh my god I'm so bad at this like why do I stink so bad you know and then especially because Jim's like you know top 10% and I'm right. like bottom 10% I'm like oh god you know um, right we can translate it over into life right but then I I, like got I read that quote somewhere yeah. and I was like you know what I'm doing the best oh, I can my goodness. and I yes. still get on that damn bike every morning yes. and I have them yell at me and it, and they're from New York and it makes me think it's I'm home. Home. <laughs> and I love it um, I love that that brings you comfort I'd be crying it, it brings like, me ah it's home it brings me comfort <laughs> they're like you can blank 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 do it and I'm like yes I can <laughs> I believe you I mean I'm like dead last on the leaderboard but I'm doing it you know I was and I think that's so important that we just is. you know you just take from it what you can yes and one thing always leads to a next like let's use you and I even so we set up a walking date is what we initially set up yes. to get back together yeah and you were like you know what my ankle's not feeling great today like let's do coffee it'd be easy things to just Say, let's not, we'll reschedule, whatever. But right. still even just the motion of setting up a date. I know I'm going a little far stretched on this example, but it led to setting up a date, to getting to hang out, to doing a podcast together, to like, sometimes it's not about what we originally set out to do in the first place. Absolutely. But we have to set, like, be open-minded to... Absolutely. Okay if that first goal didn't happen. No, we didn't get a workout that day. Right. Whatever. Right. 
We got friend time. We got podcasting time. Yeah, now. we got a. And double. sometimes that mental health mm-hmm. is more important oh. than than that workout in that one day. Right. I think like just seeing you and yeah. chit chatting and talking and just Rippled having that into time. Like... It just made me feel good. It filled my bucket for well, the day. Ditto. So a hundred percent agree. Yes. Yeah. And it ripples into when I feel mentally better like that. Then I'm sipping on water. Like it's dumb how it transfers into other behaviors in the day. Absolutely. But it absolutely does. So that's why a lot of times like I'll try to wake up in the morning and get my workout in first Mm -hmm. because it just mentally sets me up for Mm -hmm. the day. Oh my goodness. Yes. What else am I missing? I feel like I could tell. I'm pulling you back. I say this every podcast, but I am. I'm pulling everybody back on at some point because I could talk your ear off. No, I think we hit on a lot of the main points that we wanted to for today. I just, I think it's important to say that everybody's on their own journey. Mm-hmm. So just don't compare yourself to anybody else. Right. Do you. Oh, sound and familiar. Do you, and do Gosh. you proud and right. strong. Right. Because that's really all that matters. Yes. Oh, so. Agreed. Thank you yes. so much. I love of you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you, or you could picture that exact person that needed this, I am always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2019 the year we are going to just pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also forever appreciate when you leave reviews on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open to information and keeping an open mind to what your journey looks like now, within a year, the next five years, slow and steady, all. It's not instant gratification, and therefore, it's not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all of your years and for every season of life. I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.